the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? My teacher says that the glass-winged butterfly shows evolution. Is that a fact? Did your teacher say what she means by evolution? Uh, no. Come to think of it, she never really goes over that. She just says that evolution is where all life comes from over billions of years. First, you should ask her to explain what science is, which should be knowledge gained by testable, repeatable observations. Then ask her what she means by evolution. Lastly, ask her what part of evolution has been scientifically observed. Will I get in trouble for asking all those questions? Not if she's truly honest from a science perspective. Science is all about asking questions, which is why you got to get her to define evolution. What's all that got to do with the glass-winged butterfly? It's got everything to do with the definition of evolution. You see, the glass-winged butterfly has changed over time. Well, isn't evolution change over time? It depends on who's saying it and when. For evolution to be the way all life came to be on the earth, then the changes over time must make new information so that the organisms can get better and change from one kind to another. But the butterfly changed so it lost most of the color on its wings so it can't be seen by predators so easily. Isn't that a good change? Again, it depends. What actually happened in the case of the glass wing is that it lost information by mutation. The molecules to man evolution has to show a gain in information if it's ever going to work. What we actually see in nature is what we read in the Bible, which has never been proven wrong. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 24, we read, Then God said, Let the earth produce living creatures according to their kinds. And that's what we see in the glass wing. It's still of the butterfly kind, but it's actually showing how the earth is cursed, like we read in Isaiah 51, 6, And the earth shall wear out like a garment. Rather than showing evolution, it's showing devolution. And that's a fact. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzadel, all directors with the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Today, we're talking about the fascinating glass-winged butterfly and how it may or may not show evolution. Incidentally, Carl, I think Grandpa was going to get his granddaughter in trouble because if I'm a teacher and then this seven-year-old's asking all those questions you directed her to, (laughs) I'd feel like she was, oh my gosh, he's going to get me into it. Sniping, huh? I don't know. But what's science all about? It's about questions, questions and questions. You can't even begin science unless you have a question. 
That's a true, that is a very true statement. And the assumption that underlies all this discussion is if you have change, you're seeing evolution. Is that absolutely true, that change means evolution? Well, it depends on how you define evolution. And it's how evolutionists use smoke and mirrors. They'll say, well, this is obviously evolution and progress. But what they want to imply is that evolution also includes molecules to man. Just like this going from pigmented cells or scales to zero scales is evolution, so is molecules to man, just like the butterfly. This is the type, well, Terry, you call it a equivocation very often. It really is an extrapolation or extension they make. Okay, a little change happened there, that's evolution. And their assumption is these little changes will occur at, at infinity, that you can change one body type into another body type. Yeah, we don't live long enough to see all that occur, but it can. And yet that's not what the Bible describes. And we have never observed one body type turning into another one. Correct. Terry, what were your thoughts on all this? Well, as we've just been discussing, Darwinian evolution is life starting out as a simple, and we'll put the term simple in quotes, a simple single-celled organism gaining enough genetic information through random mutations and natural selection to become all of life on this planet in all of its integrated complexity without anyone asking the question, where are we going with this? And the glass-winged butterfly is missing something that other butterflies have, scales on its wings. So as Grandpa pointed out, is you know, or he asked the question, is the glass-winged butterfly an example for how Darwinian evolution could happen, you know, if it's losing scales. And also from the Darwinist perspective, why would other butterflies have evolved scales if that is a survival disadvantage? And there are far more butterflies that have scales. Why would they have done so well? Yeah. Well, many scientists believe that the coloration on the butterfly's wings help them attract mates. And so what the article that we cited here, which is in creation.com or creation magazine, it did not go into that detail, but it's it has been seen in other studies that if there's no color, in other words, if the color on the butterfly were not there, then maybe the, the mates wouldn't be able to find it as easily because that is part of what attracts a mate is the color. Just like the peacock, the more colorful and large its train is, the more likely it is to attract a mate. The butterflies also use pheromones in addition to the visual cues, but the visual cues do help. So one must wonder if the glass-winged butterfly is at a disadvantage when it comes to reproduction. It may have an advantage on avoiding predators, but is that offset by the lack of (laughs) finding a mate? may be better at not getting eaten, but it may not be better at, at reproducing. That's right. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzadel. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. We're talking today about the glass-winged butterfly and its place in evolution itself. In the skit, a statement was made that evolution is where all life comes from. Well, that's a secularist belief, but is that true? Is that what we actually see when we see our one change occurring? Is that proof that all life came from evolution? Well, certainly not the example seen here with the glass wing losing information, because how can you gain total information if you are constantly losing information to make advances? After a while, you're going to run out of information to change or select from. That gets at the heart of what we're really talking about. If what they call 
macroevolution, big evolution from non-life to life to single cell to everything we have. What you have to have is a huge gain of information along the way. And yet the example you have here is a loss of information. There are occasions, rare occasions like this one, where a loss of information might actually give a positive attribute. In certain situations. In certain situations. But it is not going to propel all the diversity we see in life across the world. It is not proof of evolution. The other problem that we have is that it doesn't show life is it doesn't show life only from life. The law of biogenesis is all we have ever observed if we're going to talk science. Right. And if you have one of these butterflies reproduce, guess what's going to come out? A butterfly. A butterfly. And more than likely... Well, actually a caterpillar, but you know... A caterpillar. <laughs> and then the caterpillar will go through a process and then become a butterfly. And But more than likely, that butterfly is going to be what kind of butterfly? A glass wing. A glass wing because because it, it is transmitting this great amount of information which it had to lose some of to just get where it was. Kinds reproduce the same kind. Ooh, I know of a book that actually said that. Would that be in Genesis? It, I think it would be in Genesis. Chapter one, perhaps. 20 years ago, I had contacted a member of the state school board of the state of Texas to try and convince them to help the chairman who was trying to get a lot of this type of information into public schools. That school board member was pretty antagonistic of my efforts. And in fact, they sicked a UT science reader. I don't know if you knew these guys existed. All he did was look at scientific literature and read through it each day. Uh At any rate, I had about two-month give-and-take discussion over emails with him as he tried to, I think the technical term is he tried to educate me Uh about the truth of science, etc., One of the problems in that whole discussion was that he could not understand why there would be any limit to variation, why things couldn't simply vary forever from one body kind to another. What they're thinking was, this is a problem of worldview. His worldview is where you can have variation and changes forever. Our worldview is God designed each kind with specific instructions in the DNA, and he programmed variability in there. We see that with the variability of horses, the variability of dogs, and and all of this type of stuff. But there are limits to how far it can vary. And that is a worldview process. We see a design in there. He sees no design whatsoever, that it's just all happenstance. And as he expressed to me, all we're seeing is variation within 1.5% of the genome because the other 98% is all just junk. Hmm. Now, again, that's all been just proven in the last 20 years since he and I had that discussion. Look him up and see what he says now. (laughs) He doesn't want to talk to me. We now know that the DNA is at least 80%, if not 100%, operable. Science is what we observed, and what we observe is what the Bible teaches, biogenesis. Life always comes from life. Kinds only produce the same kinds. We do not see an elephant produce a giraffe. It just does not occur. The most beneficial, best-to-compete type of animal is the average. What happens when we do see variation to an extreme extent? When we see the purebred dogs or the, or the other types of animals that we plant deep incest into to get one trait. Well, be prepared to have some high vet bills. Why? <laughs> You're going to be taking that poor animal to the vet all the time. They're going to have all kinds of health issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, genetic defects that accumulate and are more pronounced the more you have incest. In other words, the more inbreeding, if you will, is the technical term. The more inbreeding there is in a particular breed of animal, like let's just use the German Shepherd, for instance, the one I grew up envying, the Rin Tin Tin. I wanted to have a Rin Tin Tin. But 
not anymore because they have so much problems with hip dysplasia that before they're much more than puppies, they are having arthritis issues. You've described a reality in life. Mm -hmm. Why can't the evolutionists see that, that there are real limits on how much variation can occur? Professing to be wise, they became fools. And that's a good way to close. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger in Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzville, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.